Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Now what? I don't fucking know. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen! Hello, Trin. Jen, I have clumb out of my misery hole. You made it out of your hole! I'm out, and the sun is shining, and the birds are singing. A bluebird, a light on my shoulder, the squirrels are chittering, You're the just worms. covered in birds right now. Yeah, it's great. Just yeah. woodland creatures. <laughs> yeah, no, I finally feel better, which is great. And I love what you said to me earlier, which was... Oh, you have to be more specific. I say a lot of things. You said something wonderful earlier, which was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I finally clump. I really love clump. I like it too. I clump out of my depression hole. And you were like, remember what this feels like. So the next time that you're depressed, you can remember it's not forever. Yeah, that's definitely a case of you do this because I can't. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, same. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't feeling well a couple weeks ago either. And uh, it feels like I'll never be happy again. Mm-hmm. It's like a dementor. It's the, just hovering around. That is but what then uh, you feel better and you're like, oh, shit. It's kind of like... You know, mental illness, it's a lot like physical illness. You know, when you're sick with the stomach flu, you're like, this is the rest of my life. I'm I can throw up until I, I die. I cannot imagine ever eating food again. But here we are. We cannot imagine ever being cheerful again. But here we are. Yeah. No, Relatively I'm, cheerful. I'm cheerful AF, yes. I might even say. <laughs> All the young people on my team use AF a lot. <laughs> really? A lot. The youths? The youths. I'm always worried. So this is kind of on topic because we've got some questions about, one question about the internet. Yes. I wonder, so I, you know, I am um, pushing 48. Yes. Years, uh, 48 decades. 50 is on the horizon. (laughs) Uh, And I spend a lot of time on Tumblr, as we all know. And I am genuinely a little bit worried that I I talk a little too young because I'm on Tumblr and the oh, internet so much. Oh, I'm sure we both do. Like I'm worried that I'm gonna meet a fellow <laughs> a fellow 67 year old, and they'll be like, well, well, well listen to the old, yeah, yeah. old golden oldies on the radio," yeah. and I'll be like, "Hello, <laughs> our brains are broken. Our brains are, are." I'm worried I'm gonna start a conversation by going thread or something. Right, right, right. Like we're too thread as fuck. We're probably two online yeah for well but you're like what 12 years old yeah so my 13th birthday is in june yeah so you're fine yeah like, you're doing great <laughs> <laughs> do we want to banter more or should we just question i don't want to banter more How you feeling? <laughs> no i feel good oh i jen what i have half a bag of moss and no one will take it off my hands you do there is a bag of moss sitting on the table. I'm going to pick it up. Let's do some ASMR with it. Can yeah. I touch it? Is that oh, okay? yeah. No, okay. please do. Okay. Yeah, Please touch my moss. Okay. Here's Trin's moss sounds. This kind of sounds comforting. I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing ASMR. This is what they do. Your face looks so... She's got this so really peaceful. This serene. is what they do. Hello. I'm doing ASMR. I'm the moss. Feel the moss. Be <laughs> the moss. I've actually, I still have never watched or heard an ASMR video, but we make fun of it all the time, and I have not experienced it. I know. It. I make fun of it lovingly because I listen to ASMR like every day. Oh. I listen to rain sounds every day. It's kind of the same principle, I, I think. Yeah. But like this time, this time, but like ASMR is like human-based, so mm-hmm. someone, like there'll be a beautiful blonde woman like tapping your fingers or something and be like, and then you listen to her fingers. It's not the that first time. so weird. It's not the first time I would really love a beautiful blonde woman to tap me. 
you know, it's fine. I did not do a great job of normalizing ASMR, did I? No, I made it sound somehow weirder. Man, people walk by, um, people walk by my computer screen at work. I'm never looking at something that's like truly offensive, but I've definitely looked up some weird stuff at work. Don't care. Don't explain. It's fine. I've never listened to ASMR on my headphones. I slam my laptop closed because I don't want to explain. <laughs> it's like, Jen, what the fuck are you doing? Who is that person you're just that's just on your screen? Jen, you're like literally second in command in this entire building. So I truly don't think that you could have anything on your computer that doesn't include nudity, that would get you in trouble. <laughs> I don't want to make anyone feel weird. I, you know what? I really appreciate that, but ASMR is not that weird. And if somebody saw a beautiful blonde woman on your uh, on your laptop, like just like crumpling moss. Paper, yeah, crumpling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they'd get it. I like, think they'd get it. Oh, I'm just listening to crumpled paper sounds. It's all good. I love it. <laughs> anyway, if anybody wants some moss... Um, that's actually a ten ninety nine. Uh, I got ten ninety nine worth of moss. Excuse me, no nine ninety nine worth of moss from where? From Gethsemane Garden Center. It's the place. So I steal things from Home Depot, but I pay for things at Gethsemane. I l- I didn't know you were a little thief. Oh, you didn't know this? You steal from Home Depot? Holy shit, Jen! Really? I've been I've been stealing from Home Depot. Stealing everything. Oh, let's talk about how my. St- <laughs> I want to talk about my Home I mean, Depot you were, stealing. I've escapades. heard you say everyone should steal from Home Depot, but I didn't know literally. Uh, no, you I might- literally steal from Home Depot all of the time. I. This is incredible. So let me talk about this. Okay, so like, don't. Eh, we're probably gonna have some angry emails. It's fine. Like, I. You know what? You know what? Bring them on. Email me angrily. Tweet at me Subject angrily. Subject line Home Depot. Literally, I don't care because Home Depot is evil, is a little bit evil. So Home Depot has been. So you know those weird billboards that went up about AOC in Brooklyn. Yes. Oh yes. Home Depot funded those. Yes. So like Home Depot it gives like enormous contributions to like cons- weird conservative movements. Like so AOC, if you're not familiar, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is a congresswoman from Brooklyn, and she's a socialist, and and um, she's great. I mean, she's been you know, speaking truth to power. And I'm sure that everybody here has one feeling about her or another, but I support her views. And Home Depot and other conservative, like, you know, businesses funded these gigantic billboards in Brooklyn being like, AOC's tweets are bad. Yeah, hey, AOC, saw your tweet, which, by the way, all they served is to make her look even cooler. It's very— Total failure. It's extremely cool. Saw your tweet, so we bought a billboard about it. It's very stupid and a a huge waste of money. Um, So I I did a little research, and I don't think (laughs) this—did you go on how to steal things, Tumblr? No, no. Oh, okay, because there's a whole community of stealing. It's very easy to steal from Home Depot. Let me explain. <laughs> I I can't even... I'm so excited. So I've been stealing from Home Depot for weeks and weeks and weeks. And what I do is I'll go to the plant section and I take a <laughs> clipping of one of their plants. Every time nice. I go to Home Depot. I at least do one plant. Snip, snip, like yeah. a pair of scissors? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I use my fingers because it's fine. Got it. Yeah, and I put it in my pocket and I go home. And I have maybe 12 different plants that are made out of clippings I've stolen from Home Depot. That's awesome. And I I, uh, I always plant them in actual garbage because I want to spend as little money on my plants as I can. Because you have to buy potting so- soil. I don't know how to make it. Anyway, oh, yeah. So I've got like this um, <laughs> this peanut butter jar that I drilled holes in the bottom and I melted the top so it like looks nice like an actual pot and it's just Home Depot cuttings that I stole. So what you do is you take home the cuttings, you dip them in cinnamon or rooting powder. And in my experience, they work equally as well. Put them right in the in the soil, put some saran wrap on it, you know, water it, leave it for a few weeks and it'll start growing. And so I don't buy 
plants from Home Depot because they're terrible people. And I, but I do buy them from Gethsemane. Nice. Yeah, that's a very different situation. Right. And I always, <laughs> sorry guys, this is so stupid because I have like all of these rules for my stealing from Home Depot. Oh, I would expect nothing less though. So like I never steal anything that I would have bought someplace yep. else. Yep. So like uh, I'll usually steal things like ivies and pothoses. So like these are poisonous plants that I wouldn't keep. I would give them away because I have cats, you know. So I have like a bunch of pothoses. (laughs) I'm just so delighted. I hope this. uh, I hope that you start to get like like the hunger for stealing. I do. Oh, already. I love crime. Yeah. I I officially. Oh, Jen. Like I totally understand why people who don't need to turn to a life of crime turn to a life of crime. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna start stealing like shovels and patio furniture before long. Absolutely, I will. I will not stop until I am caught. Like, uh, like 100%. And like, and okay, listen, guys. And, maybe, and even if you are caught, just go to a different Home Depot. I can't even, and that's what I do. I, Babe, I've got five Home Depots that I've hit up so far. I am so, this, I cannot tell you how this is like delighting me. I just like, I, it's so silly She's because. She's a woman with a plan. It's so completely harmless because like, again, I, I go to like, so pothoses and tradescanchas and like big bushy plants like that, when you take a clipping from them, so not only is it completely like no one will ever know, but also when you clip the plant, then it'll start vining from that point. So the plant becomes fuller anyway. So you're helping everyone. So I'm technically not even really doing anything all that bad. You're a plant vigilante. And I don't want to hear any criticism. So Jen, if anybody emails you, unless they have like something, like a really fucking valid point, I don't want to hear it. That seems fair. I just, I just don't want to So everyone it. who's typing their emails right now, ask yourself, do I have a valid point? Yeah. And, and then you'll probably don't. <laughs> and then ask yourself, do I want, do I really want the friendshippers to put in this amount of time? Jen reads my email, thinks about it. Do I really want to send this over to Trin? Then she won't send me the whole, the whole email, you know. She will take clips and she'll text it to me because she doesn't want me to be I'll offended. Take a clipping, right. if you will. A clipping! Yeah! <laughs> and then she'll plant it in my mind and it will root and I will think, do I want to change my ways? And then I'll say no. And then, and then I'll take a couple of days to craft an email back to you. This is so much time that we could have spent podcasting for you. Or stealing. Or stealing more plants. Speaking of stealing... <laughs> You may think to yourself, well, when I take a clipping from Home Depot, now what? Now what do I do? Well, you put it in soil, much like these two askers who have taken the first step in their journey in friendship but don't know what the next step is. Jen, if you would read the first question, it would honor me to the core. Okay. I. It's great to know that people are going to take advice from thieves now. Thief? Well, wait, are you a thief? Uh, Are you an aspiring thief? Aspiring now. You make it sound awesome. I could literally take you to Home Depot after this. I I just, I just think I, I I think (laughs) I'd get so giggly. (laughs) Oh my God. Home Depot makes me giddy. Um, Not in like a good way. It just makes me overwhelmed. The shelves are too tall. Last time I was there to to get plants, a mouse ran by my foot and I freaked out (laughs) and screamed in happiness. Okay, I'm going to read the question now. Oh, I have one more thing to say. I'm so sorry about that. Yes, no. But I also, the last time I went to Home Depot, I bought a rock. So my, <laughs> you could have stolen a rock. I could have stolen it. My, I had four pockets full of plant ki- clippings, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I feel bad, and I'm gonna pay for the rock. How big was the rock? Uh, it was um, like fist size. You definitely could have stolen. I a hundred percent could have stolen it. Could have put it in your mouth. I mean, like there are so many Jen. I could get away with. So I'm white. <laughs> I, I feel no. like it's important that really nothing is illegal in Home Depot if you're white. I want to be really because we've been talking about stealing right now. I. 
I'm 100% aware of my big, uh, innocent-looking, cheeked, white woman privilege right now. I Anyway, first question. First question. <laughs> I just need to just get that out there. Hi, Jen and Trin. You've answered the question about where to meet people and make new friends a lot. But I'm wondering if you had an answer for doing that online. I'm at a period in my life where as soon as I get home every day, I don't want to be around people. Amen. Instead of going out with friends, I'd rather just relax at home and not have to deal with any more social anxiety for the day. I still need some form of socialization, though, so I've been trying to find places online where I can maybe make a few friends and not have to socialize face-to-face as much. I'm not really into social media, so the only place where I've been able to find an active community is on Reddit, and it's been terrible. Do you have any better recommendations for me? Thanks for the advice. Lonely on the internet. Oh, lonely on the internet is the saddest sign-off because that it's like— is sad. Y- even when you want to be alone on the internet, you really never You're are. never alone. Never alone on the internet. Um, because online communities, no matter what you're interested in, there is a community of people who love that weird thing. Yeah. Uh, watch the Flat Earther documentary on Netflix and— can't think of any greater example of a bunch of weirdos who found each other. And that, so you were saying, as you were talking about it earlier, that there were even some people in the flat Earth communities who like didn't even really believe in it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I I get the feeling towards the end of the documentary, people's belief in flat Earth starts to get a little shaky, but they hold on because they like the community aspect of it. And there is a strong community aspect. Like they do a lot of stuff together. They have a ton of meetups. There's a ton of merch. Oh, it's, so strange. It's, it's so strange and kind of hilarious and sad because they also believe in other conspiracy theories that are way more harmful. There are very few people where I'm like, oh, guys, guys. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's guys, why I watch. Folks. Yeah, that's why I watch a documentary because it's not a documentary that'll make me so sad that I can't get out of bed. It'll make me like mildly sad. Oh. Yeah. That's that's new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. It's a weird feeling. World. Yeah, it's why I don't watch a lot of documentaries because I'm a sponge for that stuff. Like, it'll ruin my month if I watch a certain documentary. Anyway, this isn't about me. Let's get back to the Oscar. Jen, this entire podcast is at least half about you. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the different communities there are. You did mention hating Reddit, which is fair. Fair. Yeah, I'm not going to try and talk you out of hating Reddit. Reddit's strength is it's like heavily moderated subreddits. I peeked into the indie independent makeup scene recently. It is vibrant. People know each other in there. It's very cool. They sell each other products and give very personal recommendations. But Reddit's weakness is like everything else. Like the front page (laughs) of Reddit is pretty bad. Like some really terrible uninformed beliefs about groups of people make the front page of Reddit and they get the same like weight and heading as like news articles that are true. And I just, I just can't, I can't abide by that. Yeah, it's not good. It's hard. And you know what? And many online communities have these problems and it's hard because you have to take the good with the bad. So my favorite online uh, community is Tumblr. Tumblr, the best. Tumblr is really weird right now because um, there's a lot of controversial moderation happening. They are very anti-pornography, but what that ends up being is they start curtailing LGBT content, thinking that it's like promiscuous content. They have banned um, female presenting nipples. Female presenting nipples, because you can tell that. Also, the it just doesn't work. Like a lot of my posts got flagged that are not in any way, any way presenting a female nipple. Like I follow a lot of rocks and plants blogs on uh, on Tumblr and all of them have had flagged posts. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And there's like a little there's like a little new button on my dashboard for Tumblr now that says review inappropriate material or whatever. So and I'm ridiculous. like, no, I'm not going to do that. I shouldn't have to. Like so Tumblr would be a perfect place if they allowed us all of the nudity that we please. Nipples. Nipple all the nipples that we want, okay? All of the the uh the 18 plus nipples. 
because it's a lot of fan art and stuff. Right, yeah. But but what's good about Tumblr is that, like Reddit, you can kind of create your own experience. I strongly recommend that if you have dabbled in Reddit and you don't like it that much, Tumblr might be another good move, especially if you are a weird, like, fandom nerd like I am. Man, I've been on Tumblr for, like, oh, God, like 15 years now? Oh, my God. God. It's a long-ass time to be a nerd online. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I've met internet friends there just because of shared interests, like shared fandom. Like, I think I started getting interested in, like, Harry Potter fanfic fandom, like some really, really famous fanfics that are, like, have gotten coverage in the New York Times. Like, that's how I found, like, my weirdos. And also some friends I know in real life use Tumblr, and we all follow each other now. Me. Trin. Yeah. I, I would say, like, most of my content on Tumblr is just reblogging Trin these days. <laughs> Oh man. Well, so that's the, that so that's a, a good point. So the Tumblr experience. So you are looking to get friends online. Tumblr is a very good way to have kind of like these low rent internet friendships. Yeah. yeah. Low rent, exactly. So um there are different ways to use Tumblr. So let's let's talk through this. So you make your Tumblr account and you're like, now the fucking what? So <laughs> what you're gonna do is much like Twitter, much like Reddit, you're gonna look through the tags. So go through your things that you like. So I like rocks. So I looked up the geology tag. I like um, a very specific shipping in Doctor Who, which is River Song and yeah. every doctor. Yeah, this is a good example of finding your people on Tumblr. What what do you like? And then what do you really secretly like? Right, right, right. Yeah. I, you, I totally agree with that. You look both for people who are general interest to you and then also blogs that are like extremely niche, like extremely you. And some people will reblog things like 50 things in a row, like all day long. Some people will just write some things and like reblog a few things. I'm the kind of person who gets on at 2 a.m. and reblogs like 20 things in a row because I, you know, I've got that night wine in my system. Yep, yep. I think I, I, I use Tumblr in a similar way. Yeah, yeah. And, and what uh, starts happening over time, because you, you need to like kind of be in the community for a while, is you start getting people who mutually follow you back. And I have these, these old, like I wouldn't even call them friends because I literally know nothing about them other than we absolutely like all the same things. Right, right. The friendships that start to emerge are, um, you start noticing, oh, my buddy, uh, dis ho nerd, that's somebody I follow on Tumblr, uh, they really love fashion and stuff, and I love their fashion too. And my buddy Maya is also reblogging fashion. I'm going to reblog this because I want to trick my other friend into it being and enjoying something online for a moment. It's so much fun. Yeah. You know, you start like, it's a very mutual kind of give and take experience. So that's Tumblr, you know? So, so if you're looking for, or low rent, we're going to enjoy things together, not even necessarily talking to one another. You can you can make comments and tags. That's a good place to go. Do you want to talk about Twitter and how to make Twitter friends? Yeah. This is this is harder. I agree. Everyone harder. uses Twitter a little bit differently. Some people use it just for like being a professional. And some people have locked accounts in which making friends with them would be like not possible. Right. So you have to decide what you want. So from the context of your question, we're assuming that you want to be anonymous. You want to interact on your terms and you are interested more in uh, other people's blogging and, and reading it and consuming it than you are posting your own, which is totally good. So the first thing to do when you make your Twitter account is you look up perhaps some writers that you really like or some outlets that you enjoy. Like if you are into video games, follow Polygon and they'll post content that you'll like. They'll start recommending accounts to you. I always strongly encourage when you first get onto any online platform, follow fucking everybody. 
And then the experience will become more curated over time as you unfollow people. So just go in, go ham, and just absorb that good, good stream of hot content. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do, turn I think on I that agree. fire hose. I will say, I have. Um, you don't need to use your name or anything, but do have some kind of identity on Twitter. Just so, uh, like if I got a tweet from someone who had like the egg avatar and followed 100 accounts and had zero people following them, I think even Twitter might filter out so I don't see anything from that person. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So like have have an avatar, have yeah. something in your bio if you're comfortable with that. It doesn't, it can be, it doesn't even need to be true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to people get a, lie on the internet. Isn't that weird? Why? You can be anything you want to be. <laughs> you could be Batman. Like use a picture of your cat. Use a really picture, a really hot picture of Taika Waititi. Use whatever. Oh. I know he's my oh. husband. I love him so much. Do you know he's like six three? Oh, perfect. He's climbable. Oh, he could throw you across the room. He could, and he, you would. He would ask you politely if you'd like it, oh, and yeah. I would. And I would also like it. Uh, anyway, you can be horny for celebrities online. That's what I use it for. <laughs> um, I I just don't give yourself too much pressure to create content or to talk just just get into the flow first in my opinion yeah i agree if you go on this like i'm gonna make five new internet friends today it doesn't work like it's just not it's not a thing because so many people aren't on the internet to make friends like they want to be anonymous or faceless and it's so easy to mess up like it's so easy to accidentally make someone feel unsafe yeah and, yeah and you want to you want to watch before you participate a little bit i think even you might want to interact with communities before you interact with individuals totally agree Yes. And then if you do interact in communities, you'll start seeing the same name, same faces, and you can say, hi, I remember you from this thing, but don't be creepy about it. Here's an example. On Instagram, um, as you know, I like plants. Um, I followed a bunch of plant accounts because I want to look at plants. And then I'll see people who have like really interesting comments on these posts and I followed them. They follow me. And now we give each other plant advice on, on Instagram sometimes. It can happen pretty organically, but I think that the order of operations is Follow a million people, interact with the community, and then find the your mutuals. Yeah, find your mutuals. Exactly. It does, have, it does have to be mutual. I agree. Someone has to make the first hello move. Yeah. that hap- That's true. But like you're looking for mutual friends here. You're not looking to be a fan of someone. Right. Uh, and also, like in, when you make those connections, bear in mind how often you are reaching out to an individual and how many times they're reaching back to you. So if you are just commenting on somebody over and over and over again, that's uneven. And when you're talking about an individual account rather than this is the potted platen jungle, you know, Instagram or whatever, that's a little different. Yeah. I think the only exception I can think to that is if you are reading someone's fanfic and you read and you leave a comment on every single chapter. Yes. And obviously you're not leaving personal notes about the person. You're complimenting their work. People love that shit. It's like giving that, them a million dollars. Yeah. That's a great way to meet people if you can find a good fanfic form. So, yeah, I guess what we're saying is, like, first you need to ask yourself, what do you like? And then what do you super secretly like? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, what do you want to talk more with people? Like, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody and you think it kind of sucked? Like, there's plenty of people on the Internet that would would like to participate in that discussion with you. Yeah, 100%. And also, like, if you have a negative experience, bail. Make a new account. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Oh, man, don't get dragged down by one asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, If you make a mistake, then, like, learn from it and move on. Just try and and tread lightly and don't take it too seriously. And again, talk to a bunch of people before you talk to an individual person. And if you're not having fun, don't do it. This should be a fun experience. 
I mean, it seems like you like podcasts, so it kind of sounds like you need to go start a, a friendshipping group. Yeah, start a friendshipping fan forum. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. That should have been the only advice we, give, we gave. Even cut out everything else. Yeah. This episode is 30 seconds long. Are we ready for question two? I think so. So question two is very similar, but entirely different. <laughs> Hi, Jen and Trin. I took your advice about putting myself in the position to meet new people, and I decided to volunteer at my local animal shelter. I give the doggies their walkies twice a week. And <laughs> twice, twice a weekies. <laughs> twice a weekies, and I love it. Uh, I've been going for three weeks now. So where are all the friends? Everyone here shows up super dedicated and doesn't really talk to me. There's this one weird old lady who yells at me about the cat room. It's a long story. But that's the only interaction that I have over there. There were a bunch of people my age in the volunteer orientation, but now they're nowhere to be found. I'm happy to walk these dogs because it's fun. I enjoy it, and so do the puppers. But I came here to make human friends. How can I turn this into a friend-making opportunity? Thanks! Oh my god, you were doing almost everything right. I agree. Amazing, including taking advice from me about volunteering at Animal Shelter. That makes me so happy. I might, my mom puffed up right now like a rooster. I'm so excited. <laughs> like a rooster. I was do say they puff? I, they kind of strut, you know? They strut. They strut. Cock of the walk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was going to say peacock, but I, I think I walk more like a rooster. <laughs> uh, so here are the things you've accomplished so far. So bear in mind that even though you have not made a friend, you've done other things. So first of all, you went out of your comfort zone to do something new. And this is almost always a good thing that will lead to opportunities of various kinds, whether it's you want to make a friend or maybe you're going to throw it on a resume someday. But regardless of what it is, if you changed up what you're doing, it will lead to other things changing. So that is one thing you've accomplished so far. Two, you're doing good. You are being productive and helpful and making the world one iota less sucky. It is my favorite thing about the animal shelter, and I have, I have been so busy, I haven't been in a while, but that was my confession. Now I'm back to bragging about what I do when I am there, which is you are making life easier for all the people at the animal shelter and the animals. Like the difference between animals that have had exercise and uh, haven't been able to get a long walk that day is incredible. Yeah. So you are objectively doing something that is making the world better. Yeah. So take that, sir. Yeah. So you should be walking around like a happy rooster. <laughs> You also now have something new to do small talk about when you meet a new person. So small talk is very difficult and it is uh, it sucks for some people. But you now have something to say that indicates who you are and what your values are and also isn't too intimate. And that's one of the biggest benefits to your social life that volunteering is going to give you is now you meet somebody at a gathering or you talk to a coworker that you wanted to be closer to and you have something that you can say this is who I am, these are my values, and this is a fun story about a dog, and very few people don't love that. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of years ago, I was working closely with our lawyers, and I had to like present and talk in front of them. And their advice was, you know, always have a safe harbor of things you can talk about. Like have like a couple of them. Like what are four topics you feel that are very comfortable talking about? One of them might be the Flat Earth documentary I saw last night. <laughs> uh, but another one is definitely uh, life at the animal shelter. I could talk about, about that forever. And uh, it's safe because it's like nothing about it will really make people uncomfortable. It's like a fairly okay, inoffensive, mild topic that doesn't make other people feel like they have to now delve deeply into personal issues. It's just it's just talking. Yeah, and if they don't like dogs, then you know that they won't be your friend. Then you've gathered some important information. And also, you can be friends with people who don't like dogs, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, now you have more information. Even people that don't like dogs uh, 
will appreciate the fact that you are making life better for other animals. That is a really good point. So now moving forward, what? how can you turn this into a friendship opportunity? Well, there are a few different things you can do. So first of all, you said you come in on Tuesday, Thursday. Perhaps the youths are coming in on the weekends. If you can, I would say maybe try and mix up what days you come in. I wouldn't do it too often because if you want to make like a strong connection with somebody, you probably want to come in on the same days and kind of have a schedule. Um, But that's one thing that you can mix up. So you said you've been doing this for three weeks, which is fantastic that you've been going for three weeks in a row. Bad news, that's not enough time to, to like make strong connections with people. It takes longer than you think. Yeah. Especially in a setting like this. I think I've talked about this on the show before. People are there to work. They're really not there to socialize. I know you know that. People are there to take care of the animals, clean up poop, do loads of laundry, get things ready for the next shift. I really doubt people are standing around talking. If they are, that's probably, that's probably not good. You really got to read the room in the situation. Are other people standing around socializing? Is the director doing that? Then I think it's okay to join in on the conversation. But for the most part, you are there to work. So I think my, my biggest piece of advice is hang out with these people outside of the animal shelter. There is definitely going to be some kind of fundraiser or benefit or something that on a Saturday where other people can come meet the dogs. And that is definitely where you go to like actually connect with people. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I mean, a big part of what you do next, like, because the next tip is just continue to live your life. Um, go to gatherings, talk to your coworkers, go to the grocery store. Um, again, the one of the biggest boons to your life now is that you can say, oh, a funny thing happened to me at the doggy shelter the other day. You have material. You have a go-to thing to talk about. Um, so, yeah, so that is exactly right. And I think perhaps our last tip going forward, other than keep doing what you're doing, is volunteer at adoption drives and other events. Um, There will be more people, different people, quality time can be had. You're also interacting with the public in those events usually. So even if you don't make friends with anybody there, you get more experience meeting people and figuring out what to say first. And that is one of the most difficult things to solve as an adult making friends is what the hell do I say first? Well, this is a time for you to refine that. Man, all I can think about is how like volunteering in this situation is giving you so many skills. Like skills, uh, not just managing the animals, but like how to manage people and the animals or not just like how to leash train, but how to like explain a dog's behavior to someone that's interested in adopting them. Like you're getting a lot of practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it too. Keep going. Don't just go like keep, keep up with this. And I think you'll see some really, really positive changes. And if you're finding that you don't have, oh, it sounds like you have a lot of enthusiasm for what you're doing, regardless of making friends or not. And so this probably doesn't apply to you. But if you do find that you are not feeling as enthusiastic about this because you decide, you wanted to do this to make friends, you're not making friends, volunteer someplace else. Not just because maybe you'll meet other people, but also because we want you to enjoy what you're doing and have enthusiasm for it independently. Because that is what is going to lend itself to it being future material for you to talk about. If you actually really enjoy it, then that is actually going to be the benefit. I tried to volunteer at this like youth reading program because I like books and I like children for the most part, but just wasn't clicking. Like I was dreading the shifts rather than getting really excited for them. And that's how I knew like, you know what? Nothing bad happened. It's just there was no like negative experience. It was just like this just isn't for me. And And that's okay. That's totally okay. And if this isn't for you, totally acceptable. You gave it a try, which is awesome. A lot of people will just go to the volunteer orientation and then never show up again. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. They're like, yeah, I put in my two hours. Yeah. I'm good, which is also okay. I'm not shit-talking them either. 
they are now doing something else, and that is also totally acceptable. So, is that the end of the episode? Is that it? Did I we just, cover it? I feel like we spent so much time talking about my criminal exploits. I know. It was great. But, like, these both of these questions, like, these these askers are in good places. They just need a little boost. Yeah. Yeah, I think they I think they know that, too. I think they know they're heading in the right direction. They just need a little little boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know what? Congratulations on taking our advice. Yeah, oh, my God. I feel awesome. <laughs> you did it. And if it doesn't work after this, um, th- do something else. Listen to a new podcast. No, don't do Give that. up on us. No, but— this has been friendshipping. Steal from Home Depot. <laughs> I'm never talking about that again. I'm gonna have to run this past my lawyer before we post it. <laughs> uh, this has been friendshipping with Jen and Trend. If you want to email us a question, please do. Uh, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you, Monica Verma, for agenting. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Set off proper. Proper like. Like a lady.